0: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN Podcast. I am your host, Billy Strachan. I am joined this week, uh, I'm so excited about this episode, which could be part one of many, uh, with the Granite City Ghostbuster himself, uh, the well, red-haired warrior, Scotty Swift. Not anymore. Swift.
1: Look at me. My hair is, like, in natural colour. And My now God. that I'm older, I've actually got grey and white there. It's like... <sighs>
0: So you're no. going. I was going to say you
1: to go for the grey-haired warrior, but uh, <clears throat> well, I I don't mind it because I mean it's a part of getting older. But just because my hair's never been natural in twenty years, so during lockdown it's the first time I haven't done anything with it, and it is almost twenty years. So I'm finding white in my beard. So I don't mind it, but it, it's a bit of a departure. But
0: anyway, I was shocked. I don't know if anyone's going to see that in the video, but I was just like. My words, uh, Brent Carter actually <laughs> sent a question in saying, ask, "Ask Scotty what he uses in his hair. Nothing, no, no, <laughs> not how did, nothing how did you anymore." I didn't get the spikiness. So, just, well. I
1: used uh, it's a fruit gel, and it's but but the fruit gel had like different levels of like I, I, I guess like spiking ability. So I would have like the four out of six because any and anything below or over didn't work. But they've stopped producing it, and it's not in the shops. So I've been able to buy quantities off of eBay and then I just have like a stack sitting. So that'll last me six months or whatever, but now the price is going up and up and up. So it's going to get to the point where I'm going to have to find another product to use. And, and, and I'm genuinely stressing because th- this is the only stuff. And also because my hair's dyed, it's got color in it. Some of the gel stripped the color out, you know, and then you're leaving a mess in the ring and, 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 and no one needs that. So I'm panicking about finding a replacement. So,
0: so the this longer the life. shows are off, longer the shows are off, the better. So you can source a, uh, a yeah, replacement. Yeah,
1: exactly. I've got. I think I've got about. I think I've got about seven or eight shows worth sitting when it's time to go. But after that, uh, it's 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 squeaky bum time.
0: After that will be it. Every so will be like, no, I'm just going to do a promo in the ring. I'll have a hat on at the same time. I don't need, I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll get yeah. injured and then I'll be off for a couple of weeks. I'll be fine. Uh, if you right. see me
1: wearing hats, then you know why I'm wearing hats in the ring. It's like, why has he got a hat on? It's so weird. Odd.
0: So, so we're not even a minute in, and we've already spun off. So let, let's,
1: <laughs> Sorry, us
0: You warned me me and I was very much expecting this, but we'll start with the boring question and then we can Uh, can have some fun. Uh, So how did you get into pro wrestling? What was your first moment to hook you in?
1: You see, my memories are over the shop with that. I do vaguely remember being at my grandmother's when I was young and the TV would be on all day. And world of sport it would be on and I wouldn't know it was world of sport I would just know oh these guys are fighting you know, I remember it being rounds and being confused by why, why are they fighting and why are they stopping and why are they starting again until I figured out oh it's a round system I didn't know anyone I remember the likes of Haystacks and Big Daddy because they were so big um, but I didn't, I couldn't appreciate the guys that, who, who were good at it I, I didn't know it was just wow what's this and um, but I do remember watching, I think it was a wrestling challenge. I remember it was Legion of Doom were teaming with, I think it was either Warrior or, or no, it was Davy Boy. It was Davey Boy Smith and Legion of Doom were coming out. I think they were just killing three job guys, whatever. And obviously, like, Davy Boy's huge. Legion of Doom is huge. They've got, like, the face paint and, and you know, the spikes. It was like, I was blown away by it. So I think that was the catalyst seeing those three guys like I need to see more of this and then bugging my friends who had Sky because I never had Sky TV because back then Sky TV was like a luxury, races like 91, so pestering my friends to tape stuff for me, sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't, going around to theirs to watch like a rumble. I remember watching the rumble 91 and being blown away by it and then we went out in the back garden and we had a rumble, we had to throw each other over the fence. I'm like about 10 years old, don't know what I'm doing, no idea, still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and it was like the back of nine, so it was getting dark. And basically, we kept going until it was like pitch black. It's okay, time to go home now. So this never-ending rumble in the dark. So I was bitten. I was totally bitten at that point. Um, and even though wrestling, wrestling 91, 92 wasn't particularly like big, in in, in the schools in Aberdeen, wrestling was was big. Because we had the sticker books for trading stickers in between like breaks and stuff. Um, Undertaker was super popular among us. Um, I think he might have been the most popular guy, actually. So even though American wrestling was a bit down in '92, in Aberdeen, especially with the group of people I was with wrestling was like hot. It was big to us because we didn't know business was down. We didn't know, we just knew it was amazing. So I think that's my strongest memory, is Rumble 91, watching that wrestling challenge with Davey Boy and Legion of Doom and just being, wow. What is this? Yeah, you know?
0: that's that's the best. I think that's the best way to know about wrestling, even now, is not knowing about the ratings. Or I, I mean, I try to yeah. avoid that information as much as possible. I, I just want to watch the shows. So There's
1: spoilers um, and stuff. And yeah. yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, I, I, I just, I just don't, I don't care. I just want to watch wrestling. I don't, I don't care. What I used about.
1: to care. No, when you know, I think we all, some of us, go through that stage where we think we're smart. You know, you know that kind of. You know, it's like one of them ones, and I was guilty. And I look back at that, and I cringe now. I just want to go back and slap myself in the face for being ignorant. But I agree with you. We 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 don't need to know. Just we don't need to know what's happening here. We we don't need to know about ratings because because wrestling's the only thing where like fans obsess over ratings. They don't do it for football, I don't think, or no NFL or whatever. (laughs) It's just wrestling, wrestling fans just pick it and it's like, it doesn't really matter, you know? It doesn't matter.
0: Really. So think, like the only, only other place that does it is, ironically, soap operas. Like, okay, you know, yeah. Sanders and Corey. And Like, it's the same, just just enjoy it, just watch it and enjoy I know. it. If, if, like, I know,
1: well isn't there, you know, isn't there like magazines that come out where they actually give you spoilers for the soap opera stuff, mm-hmm. they actually tell you what's going to happen, it's like, what? Don't get that. Don't get that at all. No,
0: just, watch just, it and enjoy it. Let's go. Cool. Exactly. I've, I've been, well, because we're working from home because of all this COVID stuff, uh, I've been able to stay up for all the pay-per-views this year, uh, okay. which is which has been great. I've loved yeah. every second of it, um, even if it is, uh, fun, well, trying to be on the Thunderdome, but it's... <laughs> it's, uh,
1: it's like, I um, will make a point of watching stuff on, like, you know, they put stuff up in YouTube and, you know, because sometimes I can't get to watch all shows and I'll keep an eye out for billions. Oh, there he is. Billy's kicking about
0: again. I'm so excited. Yeah. I got kicked out last time. I was so annoyed, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got kicked out for booing Sasha Banks um, because. Really. Yeah, I got kicked out for it, and it's what? not. I wasn't the only person to do it. it to get booted uh, for for booing the the good guy. Um, wow. I just I don't like Sasha Banks. But you're so edgy. You, you, I know. I'm so, so edgy, cool. Billy. But you're they were so just edgy. they were just like, oh, what do you think of Sasha? Well, I don't, don't like Sasha particularly. So, boo, and then I was gone. <laughs> then they booted you. Right, so don't, don't ask me a question where <laughs> there's an open-ended answer here. Just, just <laughs> tell me to cheer a boo. I will do both. I'll do either. Just tell me which one. Don't give me the option and then yeah. beat me for being wrong. Um, wow. Okay, so... Again, we're, we're we're gonna have so much fun. I can just tell I'm gonna have so much fun in this podcast. Um, tangent,
1: we're both in tangents. Tangents are great. I love tangents.
0: Uh, yeah, so we'll 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 try and get some uh, like bullet points out of the way then. Um how did you start wrestling then? Where where did when did you start? When where did you start?
1: It's funny. Um being young and stupid, you know, backyard wrestling, guilty, you know. You, you know used to be a thing that I used to hide or be embarrassed about. It was like, I did it, you know, my friends did it. Um we were so into it that it's a part of my life uh, i'm not going to run from it anymore you know i have done some stupid stuff i'm still paying for it now one of them's a broken leg and i'm still not right anyway um funnily enough uh, because of i didn't say there's a backyard community that we were in but there was you know it's the early rumblings of the internet and you know like you know people are putting stuff up and um actually johnny lyons was, is, is another perpetrator who's guilty of the backyard wrestling. And that's how we first started talking. We started to communicate in uh, 2005, maybe. Like he might know the date better than me, but uh, he was also doing it. And it, we just had like a common interest. Oh, you're doing it as well. And we we're both a bit older, so it was like, oh, I, no, I don't feel so stupid that I'm still doing it because you're doing it as well. So we would communicate back and forth. You know, he would send me DVDs of them jumping about like idiots and we did the same thing, you know. it's like, And it is, we did it, it's done. I'm not going to run from it. And um, didn't hear from him from a wee bit. And then he started training uh, W3L. So I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. You're actually doing it. That's fantastic, you know. So I was happy for him, not thinking that I would ever do it. Because to me, like, at that age or just being so enamoured with it I just thought wrestling was a thing that other people did it's like not me Well, I'm not going to do that because other people do that you know just like other people are actors and other people are, are in bands again would love to be in a band that's my second passion well Ghostbusters and then music whatever and I wasn't good enough for music I tried it I'm gutted I wish I was just couldn't get my head around it but I still love it so when he was doing it I was that's fantastic that's brilliant you're doing it and then he was like out of the blue He said well why don't you try it and I'm like you know, I don't know. So I, I am denied about it. But to me, like I said, it was more a thing of like, I couldn't do that. Because to me, it was too much of a, it'd be too difficult. Or like it takes a special person to do it, which, which, which it does. You find out it does. But he, you no, know, he kept that at me. I kept that at me. And then I kind of just put it in the back of my mind and I left it. And then um, he ended up um, starting WrestleZone in gagadi. And he's like, look, I want you guys to come. Please try, at least try. And it's like, okay, well, now no, like now, now he's got his own thing. I can't really say no to him now because he's, he's, he's at me, like me and the guys. Like, and again, most the nucleus of WrestleZone now, I'm lucky that people that uh, I've known for a long time, and in some cases, like I'm really super close to. So we have strength and numbers in terms of, okay, I may be panicking, I'm nervous, but at least I've got my guys with me and maybe they felt the same way, we're all together. So we would, it was December 2007. We went down for the first time Um, Sue was there, run us for five and a half hours because it was going to be a case of, because it's Aberdeen to Kakadi, cramming everyone in the car there and back, it wasn't going to be like there three nights a week. You know, it just, we just couldn't manage it. People had other stuff on, but, but when we were there, we wanted to maximise what we're doing. So we'd be there for five and a half hours and we love it. You know, actually finding out that, oh, I'm actually capable of doing more than I thought I was. It's just, again, it's confidence things, a self-esteem thing. I still struggle with it now a little bit, although I, I try and get rid of it whenever it pops up. So we would do it, love it. Um, so it's it's sit in the car like sardines and now you're starting to cool off and then, then you get the car when you get to Aberdeen and you can barely walk because, you know, it's a, it's a tough shift. But we're always talking about, OK, I want to go back and what we do next time. What can we, how can we make this better? How can we improve in this? So that would be that we would go down on a Sunday, long ass session, pay for it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, feel normal again on Friday, repeat, repeat, repeat. And that's how we started. And uh, Stu, Johnny, I'm going to say, yeah, again, Johnny, Stu, I can't help it, sorry. Johnny Lyon, Stu, my, you know, like one of the best guys I've ever met. Um he gave us a start there, so I'll always appreciate that, you know, like he had a lot of confidence in us, more more than I had it myself, I mean, he's always, mainly, he's always been a guy who's championed me, even when I didn't, I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, no, you can do this, I was like, okay, so he would give me a kick up the R's, you know, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so when I when I was doing my, my research for the website itself, um, I was going back and finding uh, anything I could on WrestleZone when I was doing the the title reigns and, and the history, um, so WrestleZone itself started in Kirkcaldy, as you said. Um, mm. Was it was, was it about two years before it started coming up north, uh, coming up this way? Well, or...
1: um, again, the time we got there, they've been. I think they've been going for a few months at that point. I can't remember exactly the start. Um, the first. Time did a show in Aberdeen was June 2008 at Harlow Academy. So it was still based in Kirkcaldy, but we were, I mean, you know, myself and William Sterling and others were saying, look, you know, if you want to give Kirkcaldy, because you know, when you run the same place a lot, you need to, it's good to give it a breather because if you're there all the time, how can they miss you? You know, people have got their own philosophies on how to promote shows. I've got mine, other guys have got their own way. If it works for them, brilliant. You know, Everyone's got their own take and their own taste and how to do it. But for me, even if you're there all the time, then people get used to you. And then it's like going, oh, maybe I'll get the next one. I'll skip this one, I'll go to the next one, whatever. So we were saying, look, if you want to do a show in Aberdeen, we're here, we will promote it for you, we will set it up, you just need to get the ring here, you know, the guys that are coming from Kakadi and we can start doing shows in Aberdeen. So, our theory was that we could give five Picardie, Dunfermline, whatever, those places, a bit of a breather. So, that happened, did one in June, did one in November. And then we started looking at Summerhill Hotel and the Northern Hotel. And December, 2009 was an Aberdeen show, but that was the first Aberdeen show where technically it was now Aberdeen based. So from about two years, you're right. For the timeline, two years, yeah, two uh, two years from when we started was when it kind of officially became. Oh, it, it's a, it's an Aberdeen based base company. Yeah.
0: So uh, those first ones at the Harlow Academy would have been the first Aberdeen Anarchies, then, weren't the, they? Yeah,
1: technically, the it's, it's kind of it's weird because they're not quite Canon anymore. You know, we kind of it's kind of one of those things. Well, that was the old guard, that was the old era, and we kind of just. Uh, and I'm not dismissing that at all because I mean. I mean, you have to start somewhere, like the early stuff, a lot of it's not good, it's, it's bad, you know, and again people like to go and come on these podcasts and, you know, and everything's positive and that's great, but for me, being around a bit longer, is like if something isn't good, it's not good but we couldn't have gotten to where we are without having these, because some of the shows were, were not good, you know, and there's reasons for that which we might get into but when you start, you know, and unless you're Unless you're like a, an Angle or an Owen Hart or, or um or or a Dominic Mysterio who came out of SummerSlam and just like wow, you know he looked amazing. No, some guys can just come out to shoot and be fantastic. And uh, some of the stuff, early stuff, was rough. And I can't, I can't, I'm not even, I'm I'm not looking back at that unless I was having a few drinks with the boys and we can laugh at ourselves. I'm not watching that by myself. No. I think
0: there's a there's Absolutely a
1: big. Not. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. It's rough. It is rough. Yeah. You
0: know? I think I got into Scottish wrestling at the perfect time because, for me, I started in 2012. I started watching...
1: Yeah, was a good so year.
0: That yeah. was when I... I mean, I I, I wasn't there for the, the bad years because 2012 onwards seems to be where everything was, was picking up and uh, the bigger yeah. shows were happening. And, uh, of course, my first WrestleZone show was the following year, 2013, the first one at the Beach Ballroom. And from that point... I said, I've only known WrestleZone as being the company that ran the Beach Ballroom, and i have got these shows all over the country. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I I, I think I, I went in the exact right point to to see the, yeah. the best part of WrestleZone and beyond. Um, thankfully. But then uh,
1: even the same we say about the bad years. I mean, like that's it's, it's different as well because the way I'm looking at it's going to be different to the way like maybe like a regular might look at you know because a lot of the people that are at those first shows are still coming now. So they must have enjoyed it. It's different because, I mean, you're going to be your own worst critic. Um, I'm guilty of never being happy. At the times that I have been happy, those matches are few and far between. Like, there, there's there's a, there's a handful of matches that I was like, you know, what, that was that was good. But, um, yeah, like I said, you, you know, you can't get better until you have some stinkers. And we, oh, I've had plenty of stinkers. <laughs> I've had plenty of them, plenty of them. Yeah.
0: Um, so you're, you're, I would say considered as as the franchise, the 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 main guy, the the Don Cena as I called once, of of uh, of WrestleZone. Um, just a segue, very briefly, epic like uh, so so well, uh, John Cena. So <laughs> I got a fan <laughs> question in, um, from Stevie. Uh, who 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 actually did our third season of the OSW TV podcast when it was a thing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I I,
1: I know Steve very well. I I I know
0: Steve.
1: I know Steve.
0: He he asked, How good is John Cena and can you explain it under th- five minutes?
1: For me, wrestling's based upon creating human emotions, creating a, a feeling, not just that you know, like a passive of oh, that was a good match, you know. Wanting someone to win or wanting someone to lose to me is far more important than having a good match. And again, we get into a debate about what a good match is. A good match to me is a match that you're invested in. Are you invested in John Cena? Yes. That's why he's the man. Under five minutes. Boom. <laughs> well, we're receiving. I, I I could gush about Cena all day because I think Cena is storytelling, timing, presence, charisma. Yeah, and he looks fantastic tick, 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 tick. He sells merch. He has cracking matches.
0: And, and what, works, we I am not what were It's the exact same thing for Randy Orton. He, he does, he has all those things and, every, and as you were saying, everything he does in a match means yeah. something. He does. Like To
1: me, if if you were, again, you, you speak a bit like uh, if you were in a lab and you build, you build a pro wrestler. You know, LeBron Lesnar's one of them. You know, Roman Reigns is one of them like a Hogan's one of them, Warrior, you know, guys, like, guy people that think this is what a wrestler looks like. Now, Randy Orton isn't, like, a huge, massive giant, but he's tall, he's good size, he looks good, he's fluid. um, His facials, his timing, he makes everything look like he's not even trying. It's just he it comes to him. Like, Randy Orton is a guy that you would make in a lab. It's like, yeah, that's a pro wrestler. You know, and those guys are few and far between, in my opinion, yeah. He's special. He's he's, and I said to you before we started recording, he's my wrestler of the year. I mean, who else is there? And I know there's, I, I, I mean, like I'm, and, and I'm not a super big Japanese guy. I've watched some AEW, So I'm not dismissing stuff because you know, I know enough to know what's going on. But I am, I am a W.E. guy. But to me, Randy Orton just like just ticks every box for me this year. He's just been incredible.
0: So Absolutely, beautiful. I would say Randy Orton certainly, and probably the other one off the top of my head. Maybe just due to uh, being a Scot myself, but Drew carrying yeah. a company during say, this time.
1: Watching, watching that documentary that they put up recently, is like, I like him even more.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, well it's, it's the one time I've, I've actually put the network on in the living room and uh, 10 minutes in, my wife's went, wait, it's like it's like 10 o'clock, I need to go to bed cause I'm working early tomorrow. Can you stop this? Because I want to watch it. <laughs> I want to watch it.
1: Because uh, I picked a bad time to watch it because it was at 11 o'clock, I put it on I said, why am I doing that? And, um, you know, and my, and my girlfriend's son, he's 13, didn't have really, any, like, he's came to some shows, but it wasn't really his thing. But he, he came through, he said, oh, what are you watching? watching this. And then, then he sat there quietly for 20 minutes. And I said, right, time for bed. I said, no, let's finish it. He's like, but you don't even know what's going on. He said, yeah, but I like him. He's like, there you go. So, so, like, he suits him as well. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad Drew's doing well because, um, you know, he, he does deserve it because he's put his time in as well. He's had ups and downs, you know. Exactly. And I have only had the chance to be around him the one time when he came in for the for the Nation show against Andy, but um, great guy, you know, so I'm happy for him.
0: Uh, I think it's a story I've said in the podcast before, but um, for some reason he follows my personal account on Twitter. I have no idea why, but um, he, he, he does. <laughs> And the the night after WrestleMania, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'll send him a wee personal message, a wee DM, because
1: yeah,
0: may as well. And yeah. so just thanked him. I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, the match itself was was what it needed to be; didn't have to be anything yeah. uh, special. And exactly. then about ten minutes later, this is the WWE champion replied. I'm thinking, why are you replying to me? <laughs> I'm just, but yeah, that's the kind of guy me- he is.
1: <clears throat> you know, like how much messages that he got during that time period as well, because it would have been you and thousands of others and his friends and family all saying the same thing. So, you no, know, the fact that he, he took the time to reply to you says a lot about his character. So that's good to hear.
0: Absolutely. All right, we'll get back to you, though. This is what the podcast's about. Oh. Um, so uh, how long did, was your entrance theme always uh, bad religion, Sinister Rouge?
1: Yeah, it was, actually. Yeah. Um... I don't even think there was any other real discussion I mean I've, I mean a couple I mean like Dennis Dennis law a referee is a bigger bad religion fan than I am um William Sterling's a big bad religion fan it, it, I mean I can't remember if when I think I don't think Dennis was around at that point actually but it might have been Sterling or one of the guys who said, look you know Rouge is red it's bad religion it's, it's punky. And, I, I mean, sometimes <clears throat> people will pick entrance music because they like it, but that's not a reason to pick it because sometimes it doesn't suit you. I mean, if a song was like disco and it suited me, I'd use it. It you know? doesn't matter that I'm not into disco. But I was lucky that not only was one of my favourite bands where their songs it fit me, you know, it was like I like it and also it works. So I lucked out there. Um, yeah, it's, it's been 12 years and I've never, I've never changed it. Mental. Actually, you think about, it. I've never really thought about that. It's been 12 years now, and I've never changed it.
0: So what I love and, and about it, I don't it,
1: think I will now unless there's a good reason to. You know? What What I love
0: about it, the song's like one minute 48 seconds long or something, it's like,
1: that. Or something yeah, like that. One minute 58 or something it's
0: like that. And straight. that is your entrance. That's exactly from this, from as soon as you get out of the the uh, through the curtain to yeah. as soon as you get into the ring. It's always that amount of time, and that's why I, lo- I just think it's amazing. It's just like. That's it, summed up. There you go. One, yeah, there's no, it almost three, like
1: I planned it. I almost. I didn't think that deeply. I promise. I didn't, but no. For the purposes of this podcast, I meant it. Um, yeah, this, no. But there's times that uh, I know that I've been, I've, I've been bumbling about. outside in the ring for too long when the music starts again because I know I'm going to get around when I go back. It's like just getting the ring. Sorry. So that's so 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 that's the guide. If I'm in the ring by the time it it stops, then I know I'm doing good.
0: Uh, yeah, you, you've just about timed it. Um, so your rest own career, you've, 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 you've accomplished quite a bit um, from my my uh, research here. You've been No Limits champion.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you were in the first, or well, you were in the unification match at that unified the heavyweight championship with the No Limits championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been tag team champion with Jay Lethal and Johnny Lyons, both of whom we'll probably speak about uh, cool. during this. And of course, you've been undisputed wrestlers on champion twice. All right, I think that. Uh,
1: was... Yes.
0: Yeah, it was split up. Yeah. Cost, uh, between Wilds.
1: Yeah, the worst of controversy there. Yeah,
0: but your in, first reign was in 525 days, I think, wasn't it?
1: something like was, something mad. Something like it was, yeah, something like that. It was like um, someone who's more organised than I am kept kept. And there might have been Martin Clunes actually. Martin actually kept track of it because. I'm useless for that. So, oh, you know, it's been this long. There's a, oh, wow, okay, well, that's a thing. I mean, there's there's a story there, you know, anything over a year now. And and, and I, know, I know we don't run every week and we're not running shows every night. So it isn't as big a thing as, you know, like a WWE champion being that long. Or, but still, over almost a year and a half is is something to speak about, yeah?
0: Uh, and if, if, again, I've written this down, actually, but off the top of my head, I think you have one of the best... Um, when lost records at Albert Anarchy since the Beach Ballroom era, era um, 2013. I think we only it's, lost it's the it's once. The guys
1: that keep track of that, I think.
0: I, um, I, I'm one of those kind of people. I'm not,
1: I'm the total opposite. I just because I mean I think when you're in it as well, you, and again I'm I'm like a lot of the guys are like this. I think it's like when something's done, you're, you're looking at the next thing, and you you're like you never really stop. You, well, well, no, well, apart from a lockdown. But you know, you keep going and keep going. So, but it's good that there's guys like you that actually keep track of it because I don't, and I should, and I know I should. Yeah, you know, I should have made a, a note of every match I've had. You know, you no, know, the guys keep journals, and it's like, why was I not organised enough to do that? You know, it's, I, I I kick myself for not being that guy. I'm just not that organised.
0: I, I would say yeah. trust cage match, but I've, over the last couple of weeks, I've I've brought them up on podcasts, and folk have went, "No, I didn't do that." <laughs> so it's not it's not a good <laughs> well, way.
1: <laughs> it's like, do you remember a guy called Stupendous?
0: Yes. Brilliant like, name.
1: Stupendous on Cage Match, I think, Stupendous claims that that's Blue Thunder. And yeah. Thunder's like, I, I can assure you I'm not Stupendous. <laughs> it's like, I, yes, I know you're not. Blue, Blue um, Thunder's yes, also no, 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 no. credited
0: to be uh, the Bulgarian Baker. Um, uh, yes. I'm fairly yes. certain he's a sister as well, which doesn't make sense, because I'm fairly certain they must have had a match at some point down the line where uh, yeah. they'd have been in the ring at the same time together.
1: Yes, it definitely has, yeah. So, casematch.net. Useless. <laughs> you, you said it, not me. But, but it's your podcast, so you can say that.
0: They're, they're good for some things, but things like uh, title histories as well. As soon as I put up uh, stuff about the tag titles, I've heard William Sterling go, um, no, <laughs> I've had an extra tag title reign, thank you very much. So... so uh, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll try and find In
1: this. He's had about five now, isn't he? Six? I think he's William eight. up to five or six. Eight is it eight, man. That's wild.
0: I think it's seven to I each mean, had- match. So I think it's eight now.
1: He's yeah. Because had- I mean he had a run with Allen and then a run with Thunder. So he's no like he's one of the more prolific guys for tag teams. Him and um, him and Tucker. And Tucker Allen and William and uh, Sean Johnson. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, tangent. No, that's no, fine. Um, again. again, yeah, I mean speaking about those beach ballroom shows, Army Anarchy, uh, those guys particularly have done some wild things, especially evolving ladders and yeah and what have you. Um, but your beach ballroom record, right. So I uh, as said, as far as I'm aware, off the top of my head you've only lost once, and that was to Sean Johnson. Yeah. Uh, under yeah. controversial circumstances.
1: Yeah, I got big booted in the face
0: by uh, Crusher Uh, yeah, which was a beautiful callback to the year before, uh, where you defeated Crusher uh, to retain, which was an interesting end to the show. Um, For those unaware that are watching or listening to this, uh, it was announced very quickly afterwards. I think everyone, most people in the crowd knew that Crusher injured himself uh, coming off the top rope. What were your thoughts? Was there any thoughts going through your mind at that point, or was it just a case of this is this is how it's ending anyway, or uh, just jumping? And what, what were your thoughts? Going, uh,
1: it was it was all it's all a bit of a blur. Um, him coming off the top is unusual, but he wanted to do it because you know it was like well, someone out the box. I know coming off the top rope has now became normal, but for a Crusher Crete's character, it isn't normal. So. Again, there, the idea would be he's went to an uncomfortable place because he's had to go to that place to try and win the match. So is, so that was what that was there for. Um, came off, um, I move out of the way into Jackknife Bridge for the pin. One, two, three. And as I'm on him, we get a one, two, and, and I, th- I think Dennis was in the ring for that one, I think. I might be wrong. But as a referee got to two, I could hear him. Like well, he's clearly not in a good place. He's not in a good way. By the time the three came down and I'm off him, then I know right, someone's wrong here. So uh, I made a point of saying to the referee, look, he's going to need. So I need to get out of here because it can't be about me. So that's one of those things where I normally you wouldn't imagine and you would celebrate, but it, no, because that would just be the totally tone deaf and inappropriate and disrespectful to to crusher. So the only thing at that point was let 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 the referee know I came through and made a point of telling everyone help now. And no I had had, like no the medical staff there because the ballroom show you got you know obviously you know you need that anyway but so they were in the ring with them but I was I was in a blind flap telling everyone and then I felt personally responsible for what happened so I had a moment. I'll be honest I did. Uh, it was um, Dodd Dod Morrison who take pictures for us back in the day. He was the one that taught me off a, a cliff, so to speak. Obviously, you know, I know, because I, was, I wasn't I was doing good. Oh, oh, and obviously, Crusher was doing far worse than I was. But um, he sat me down and said, look, you know, it's not your fault kind of thing. You know, it wasn't like you pushed him up there. You know, it's one of those things that happens. And I think he came down, I moved and as he's coming down, is like he said, instead of landing flat, he just his foot came out and it's it jammed and he broke his hip. Uh, so obviously, I am um, you know, I know like you know, me and Crusher had this big long feud in the past and everything else, but you know, when he was in the hospital, I made, I made a, a point of going in regularly. Uh, a, a lot of guys did, you know, uh, Aspen was in there a lot, I know that. Um, uh, I know, I'm sure Len was in. And again, look, uh, again, ev- all, the, all the guys that you would imagine were in there regularly. So he wasn't by himself very much. If anything, he played once some peace because he had a constant stream of people. And then some of the regulars were trying to find out where he, where he was. And I thought that was a bit, hmm. Mm. So, um, no, Lacrusha made a point of saying, no, these, these are the people that I'll be seeing. I'll be seeing the guys. I'll be seeing my girlfriend. I'll be seeing my family. And that'll be it. Because he had plenty of people coming in, yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm not saying who the regulars were, but you know, he did say it's like, oh, I had so-and-so. is like, oh, okay. Just, you know, again, give him his space. And and I know it was out of love, but, mm-hmm. you know, he so, like, so he, so he had a list of people that he was comfortable seeing, you know. Because, again, I, I don't think the fans need to see him in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have see Crusher as Crusher, you know you know, the monster, they don't want to see him laid up. And he didn't want them to see him laid yeah. up
0: like that. Um, um, so, yeah, yeah the, so
1: the, it was rough. It was rough.
0: The, the like, the, 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 the fan brain mate me was, was even thinking that, because, I don't know, it's totally, it's probably absolutely by accident, but I seem to be able to, to find stories that, probably hasn't been planned in WrestleZone shows. So <laughs> I don't know if you've read my reviews, but I seem to be able to link things back to stuff that happened two years ago. Nobody else will remember, but I've thought, oh, that's that's similar to that. Um, but my just, thought- you know,
1: like, again, I have read, I've read all your reviews. Um, your, your writing's gone steadily. It's just, it's just getting better and better and better. Um, I think it's all, it, because you've kind of, you know, it, it's difficult to be negative because you want to like everything, but you're starting to get good at calling it. And if something's not good, it's not good. If that's how you feel, then say, mm. you know, yeah. you know like it's, okay to, it's okay to not enjoy something on one of our shows because we can't hit a home run every time. And yeah, I think I mean, you're getting good at being honest with that too as well.
0: I think I've you also know? find it a bit more liberating that Adam does the, the analytical one. He does the, the what happened in the match. And uh, I can just go yeah. around and go, right, go check out what happened in the match. but. Uh, so-and-so did this and -and so-and-so did that and it's just like yeah I can I can get a bit bit more free to go well that was a bit rubbish but this was good so
1: cool but they're definitely but you're right because there definitely is callbacks because that's almost that's almost a thank you to the people that have been there like regularly I mean as much as it is it's for everyone but there's things that are thrown in there to let people know it's like you know this is for you and you'll get a kick out of this, and we do appreciate the fact that you're here all the time. So as much as you know, the show is for everyone. There's little nuggets in there, like for yourself and so and some of the regulars, where they go, oh, all right. It's almost like being invested for this whole time is almost like a reward for us. Like you know, we know you're here, and this is for you, yeah. but not but not to the detriment of the rest of the show.
0: Yeah. So how how I got to that was um, the the main event two years prior was Crusher versus Jack Chester. Mm. And the ending was just it was Crusher going to the top rope and Jester hitting him with the chair, giving him a tombstone, yeah. and that was it. So it was like a for me it was like a redemption. If it all went well for him, it would have been like yeah. his redemption arc and, and the one title. Um but yeah, if you go check out my reviews, I don't want to plug them too much, but the more recent ones, definitely lends like the Battle of the Nations, snap janaki um, uh, because Adam's done such a fine job doing what happened in the shows. I just yeah, I could just spend about Two, three thousand words just going. Oh, this just reminds me of this. And this was the, this is amazing. The story has been 18 months in the making. This has been just everything. So, yeah, it's, it is a reward. It's a reward to go to these shows. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I mean, uh, Aberdeen doesn't seem that far away, but when you, when you pop the cost and the time and all that kind of stuff, I can really get to like the bigger shows. Or if you come to Keith, I'll go to Keith uh, or stuff like that. So, it's still rewarding, even if I'm only going to a couple of shows a year that I'm still getting callbacks each time as well, yeah, um especially around hotel shows there's just I don't know how hey I don't know how you get the the ring in there
1: oh, oh, oh. <sighs> <laughs> and two I don't
0: know how we get
1: the if, ring in but with difficulty again there uh, there's definitely a system of you know as I go up. You have to go down, and then as we come around here, we now have to both be at the same level, and we need to pivot here because you know when want to start damaging the doors and the walls or everything. And no, we had a couple of hairy moments, but um, but it's such a good venue. I mean, like we've had a, a, a couple of venues that are just that are just not what's the best? They're just not practical in terms of setup, but they're such good venues when the show starts and and know they've been good to us and they're well attended and it's like and the thing about Aberdeen as well is Aberdeen's a nightmare for 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 venues you know you, either you've got your weird venues that are not, not worth it or you get the venues that we use that are perfect but a bit of a nightmare getting stuff in or there's a ledger set in the ballroom that you can't justify all the time so it's those kind of mid-level venues in Aberdeen don't really exist and I don't know why and which is why bands and Acts tend to go to Glasgow because there's better venues for them, and Aberdeen tends to be a bit of an afterthought.
0: Yeah, I mean, I went to some some I like think one show that wasn't yourselves in Aberdeen, uh, but uh, there's one I went to the the venue of, and not for the actual show itself, but uh, I went to it for the the later q which again yeah. we'll probably speak about. And I saw it, and it was the week after it was supposed to be a wrestling show at it for a company no longer running, and there's so much glass. So much glass. And I was in there going, how, why would you set we, up a show here? We <laughs>
1: all had we all had the same discussion. We had the same thought that you had there. We're going, you want to do a wrestling show and taking stuff up here, taking up these stairs with all this glass is asking for an accident. I mean, doing the lead at night is, is easy. That's fine. You know, there's no ring going up. There's not a lot of gear coming up. But, yeah, no, we thought the same thing. There's a, there's a hell of a lot of glass in here, boys. Yeah, so, yeah, we also thought the same thing.
0: <laughs> but uh, I think I remember when I, when I first started getting into WrestleZone, I was getting annoyed by the amount of steps, but that's just because of my laziness. But uh, there was, like, the the, the 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 beach ballroom, which I love the venue, uh, but there were so many steps if you want to get anywhere in the, in the place. And then the next show I went to that wasn't beach ballroom or Northern Hotel, which, again, steps. Was Fraserburgh, and it's okay. like the the tightest <laughs> staircase I've ever been in. Um, the second the second tightest being the Leisure Centre with the McFoley uh, q which was just yeah. a which was just a hallway of body odor and regret. <laughs> but, but I got to meet Mick at the end of it, so it was all worth it. <laughs> just sitting there with my with body my then. odor
1: and regret. It's the name of my difficult third album.
0: It was. It was. I, was, I took. Well, I took my then girlfriend, my wife to go because she wanted to meet McFoley because he's the Christmas guy is how I sold it to her um and that, that's fine he had a Christmas t-shirt uh, Christmas shirt on everything um mm-hmm. but yeah I was standing in that that hallway I don't think I don't think we'd get away with it now with COVID guidelines uh there was oh no we everything
1: I mean it's going to be a up. whole new world now I mean I again in in the talking about COVID in general and shows coming back that's a podcast in itself because I've got a lot of, and again, I've got a pinned tweet on Twitter when I once have a look at it, but what, how I feel about it, because there's a lot of this romantic notion about, oh, we're going to get back to normal. Is it Are we? I mean, we need to speak about the, what isn't a nice thing to talk about is, you know, it might not be the way it was for, for a long, long time. So we need to be prepared for that. No, that's just my opinion. But that's another. That's, that's another conversation.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I have written down the pinned post on Twitter because I thought that's that's a good talking point, but I, you pretty much say it all in the post, so if anyone wants to go check it out, they should go do yeah, so. Yeah,
1: I think, I, get, I I do think it's important, not in not, not because it's me that said, it, oh, I'm anything special in particular, I just think it needs to be addressed because it, the reality of the situation is, you know, no, no, we can't pack a place anymore because we need to have People spaced out. Then, from a, from a business point of view, how is that going to work? Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I hope it doesn't come to that, but it's possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only place I think would it would not even kind of work, but you see these gigs at the moment um, that are going on, and you've got the kind of like cordoned off areas for families and that. Uh, but yeah. I mean, that's an extra financial uh, burden to sort that out, and then you're not going to get as yeah. much back in because there's not going to be that many people in, and they used to pay people and rent the venue, and uh, it's just yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's another, it's another uh, podcast in itself that we could probably just mm-hmm. spitball ideas, and you go, no, nah, it's not going to work. Nice. <laughs> uh, so because so, well, you're you're on that side of the the, the fence, you're actually doing it i'm just here
1: yeah. speaking about it but even there but but even being on this side of this fence no i mean like we don't have all the answers because it's because it's because there's no answers to hypothetical situations I No, mean, we don't know what it's going to be like all it can be is be is be realistic about it and be look though it'd be the, the glass is half full but you
0: know and, uh, and along with that last thing you need is uh as a big uh, speaking out movement to, to rock the boat also and make things more difficult. Oh, no, wait, hang on. There was that as well. So it was... Uh, it's 2020
1: been a, has been uh, wild, Billy.
0: It has been a difficult time. Oh, that's... I mean, I won't I won't get into it because I won't put this one out for people to listen to. But, uh, yeah, oh, the, the, that two, three weeks of that kicking off, I spent... I was working from home still, so it's fine. But I spent uh-huh. most of my time just deleting, delete, delete. Not my own tweets, but... Articles, yeah. delete, delete, delete. Oh, I've started. Hold up Twitter. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been. Uh, it's it's been
1: it's been one it's been one thing after another. I mean, uh, what a year.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said to yourself, I think uh, you you messaged me after I, I put out a tweet saying I've spent so long and I've deleted like nine hundred articles, and uh, I was just like. Honestly, if if I heard anything about the guys up north happening, I think I would just given up at that point because I was just yeah. like, "What's the point? I'm not going to shows anymore, so I may as well just just up scrap this whole thing." So, thankfully, yeah. nothing nothing is happening. We're thankfully you're boring.
1: I'm, I'm boring. <laughs> well, I mean, look I me mean, look behind me. It's like, no, what you, do you do, Scott? Well, I collect toys. For goodness sake, <laughs> I'm not a entertainer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just you know, and again. Having stuff having stuff out with wrestling is super important. If wrestling's all you have, I think the wrestling's all you have. And not so much when it's, if it's what you do to feed yourself and it's what you do for a living, then that's different. But if it isn't, and if, and if it's all you have, it causes problems. And I don't think it's healthy at all. You know, like, unless it's, unless it's your main source of income, you need to have a thing. And it's caused a lot of issues and it's caused people thinking that they're superstars and they're more than what they are. Like, let's just have a thing, let's settle down and just look at what it actually is. Cause there's levels to wrestling. You know, there's the guys in WWE and there's AEW and there's Japan and there's Impact and there's Ring of Honor. And a lot of times then there's everything else. And even there that's tiered, you know? So Scottish wrestling is great, but it is what it is. So let's not think we're more than what we are. And that's what's happened. You've got people who think they're more than what they are, thinking they can behave in a certain way and get away with it. I love wrestling, but you know what, it's not that important. It isn't. Yeah.
0: I mean, like you're it, like saying, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a niche of a niche of a niche. I mean, you've got your big American ones, Japan, and then you've got your European, and then you've got your British, then you've exactly. got your English, English you've got Scottish. So yep. it's, it's just... Um, I know, definitely.
1: Again, some people, you know, we speak about people being in, in bubbles for COVID, you know, like you're in your bubble. Well, the wrestling bubble's a thing. <clears throat> and if you're stuck in your own bubble and you can't see out with it, again, that also causes issues. I mean, you need to be able to just go, you because know, wrestling, like, there's nothing normal about wrestling, but but you need to be somewhat grounded and somewhat realistic to deal with it. And if you're neither of those things, and you're in your own own little bubble, then you can't see out of it. And it's, for me, that, that's not healthy. And the thing about lockdown as well is, I didn't think too much about wrestling, and I'm, I don't even I actually felt guilty initially about it, but I don't feel guilty now, because um, I've been it's coming up for thirteen years now, and even when there's was not shows happening, like the stuff happening, stuff being planned, blah blah blah, and it's been great, and I love it. But I don't I don't love it the way I did. And I think that's more of an age thing as well. And I've done more than I ever thought I would. It doesn't mean to say that I don't love it. You know, I I I had a lot of love for wrestling. So losing a little bit of it still means I love it a lot. But it's not it's not the same as it was for me. And lockdowns made me lockdowns made me put things in perspective. And then when all this speaking stuff came out, I'm just like, you know what? Like really?
0: Come on. Exactly. I mean, Come I on. think off the top of my head, I could probably think like the layman, anyone, pretty much the rest of my family, they could probably only name one wrestler that's UK-based, that's active right now, and yeah. it's Bado. But yeah. that's not but because definitely. of wrestling. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. it's because of, of Scott squad, and, and yeah. he's been able to, to expand his portfolio to mean wrestling. He could do wrestling. But that's yeah. not his life anymore. Not, that's not his beyond. And handle. it's
1: also because he's funny. And you don't need to be a wrestling fan to get funny. Funny is universal. And again, there's different, like, people have different senses of humour. But funny, a humour, a comedy is far more broad and universal than wrestling. No, no comedy is this and wrestling's that. I mean, like, my mom and my grandmother's, God bless them, when they we're still here, would have loved Greedo. I mean, my mom would would love Grado. I hear people come into like people came to the ballroom shows and left before my match because they didn't want to see me. They came to see Grado. That's cool. I don't mind. I get it. I don't mind. I'm just glad you came. They saw Grado and they went home. So cool. I know. Well, that's why Grado was here because we want you to be there. I don't care that you didn't stay for my match because you were here to see Grado, and that's why he's in the show. You know? funny isn't always what funny isn't funny or comedy stuff. I don't think you can have it drive, you know, like pull the train in a wrestling promotion, but I think it's important to have it and Gredo is like up there. And uh, like I said, you don't need to be a wrestling fan to laugh at something. And that's why he always gets over He always gets a reaction. It's people that don't like wrestling come to wrestle to, to see Grado he's it's a drop.
0: It's a yeah? variety show at the end of the day as well. Of
1: course it is, it has to be, it has Wait. to be. I, I I don't want seven matches of guys in black tights trading homes. Sorry. I just don't. You know, I want to see I want to see Alan Sterling and I want to see Caleb. You know. And then I want to see Connor come out and fly about a wee bit, you know. And then I want to see Damien kick someone in the head. You know, then I want to see see Zach ag- 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 Dynamite, give it a bit of this when he comes You know, every it's like and we've got a good cast of characters.
0: Absolutely, okay. yeah. That, that's that's the bit. Again, that's what yeah. I love about WrestleZone. It's it's, it's your old. It, you've got story. Um, speaking of Gredo, actually, he, he does uh, he does wrestling daft, and I listen to that, and he has a lot of love for for coming up to WrestleZone because of that. Because there's so many characters and diss stories, and there's there's a interlinking story between each show as well, um, and that. But yeah, Alan Sterling, um, oh, just. I don't think you can describe
1: Alan Sterling in five minutes like you could. Alan, uh, Alan is my favorite Scottish wrestler, and I'm not joking. And it's not because I'm biased. No, he just is because he entertains me more than anyone else. So, he, so for me, he's my favorite. I just, and I keep telling him that he thinks I'm joking. I'm not joking. You are my favorite wrestler, Prefer Randy Orton. My, you're my favorite wrestler because he just he just cracks me up. It's like he's just funny. He just he just makes me laugh.
0: He and makes also everything work.
1: Yeah, and also as well, Alan is Alan is more than capable of having a wrestling match too as well. And again, let's not forget that for I mean, like I know he's done a bunch of silly stuff, but he's done some wrestling there in between there as well. You know, Alan Alan knows what he's doing, pretty much with everything, and he's just a riot. Yeah, you know? I think he's I think he's amazing. And I'm not biased. That's genuinely how
0: I feel. No, it's not, well, I, it's not good. I, I, no. I will join you in that opinion because uh, in my time of the last what, seven years I've seen Alan Sterling, I've seen, Sterling, I've seen him against uh, Ross McTavish. So that's how I first saw him. Um, it would be... I would be with yourself. You were teaming up with Ross. Um, so, yeah, that was the first time I've seen him. So he was a uh, bit of a clueless...
1: Sterling Oil, Alan.
0: Yeah, Sterling Oil. But at that point, it was a bit more of a... a hokey, clueless Sterling Island. Oh, Allen. Uh, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll take we'll yeah, a the dive. There. Then we got Mixed Marshall Allen, which is my favourite uh, Allen iteration because I loved the, the Jeff Jarrett, uh, Jeff uh, Jarrett, double MA. Yeah, when he, went, he
1: yeah.
0: Was, it was amazing. And then we got Serious Sterling. No, don't. We, we got Lord Star- uh, Alan Sterling. Yeah, um, MMA,
1: then it was Lord. yeah.
0: And then we got Serious Island uh, yeah. for, for Sterling Star- Island. And then... Um, he's back to he's now Captain Alan so if it's what
1: he's best at I mean and, and no, although he's playing a character the way he is now and the same with the Lord stuff and the same with the Mixed Marshall Alan stuff that's more what he is and it obviously is, he, he's he's embellishing it a lot as you would but when he was serious Alan it was it was fine but it wasn't him you know he, it like for Alan to, to really flourish, you need to let Alan just do it. Don't tell him what to say. He knows. Just let him, just let him go. Just give him the freedom to just have it. You know, And he knows where the line is. And when it's time to do because I mean that match the, I know we're jumping about, but the match he had with Gredo at last year at Anarchy. It was, I was like he leveled up there. Then the match he had with Joe Henry, he leveled up again. You know, so it isn't just him capering. Like he's having, like he's having really good matches with, like obviously Grado is like the king of comedy, and Joe Henry's very good. So he's so he's hanging with a couple of guys, you know. And he's and and he's more than hanging with them. meaning he's with them. Uh, for me, he 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 kind of leveled up with those matches in a big way, and I think I think it helped his confidence a lot too. And I was like no, like you can do this. Like and like you say, Alan Sterling should be everywhere. Because he's
0: great, yeah. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. Whether he, whether he wants to believe it or not, uh, he is because he's just fanta- yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but speaking of like leveling up, um, what I again, what I admire about wrestling, I'm merely speaking about wrestling, not your own career here, but it's kind of all interlinked, uh, eventually. Um, but speaking about like the leveling up, um, it's it's really amazing to see. I mean you of course are one of the trainers at the the Wrestle Training Academy so mm. you'll get props at the same time for this but uh seeing guys debut and then because I look at a couple of shows a year seeing them a couple of months later and just seeing that evolution just just being in front of a crowd does mm. to people because uh thoughts being uh Nathan North being one uh so I was one of, I didn't I think I saw one of his earlier matches he was fine very good did, did nothing nothing wrong and then when I saw him at Battle of Nations, uh, when he was uh, in a tag match with against Bingo Balance, um, he was oh, just yeah. another level of performer. Um, yeah. And even guys that didn't make it all the way, um, like uh, Jimbo Bannum, was a guy I was super harsh on when I first saw him, um, because I just did oh, not far, enjoy remember, what he did. I
1: remember reading that review, I was like, oh, you went my both feet there, did you?
0: But then I saw him, Keith, <laughs> a couple of months later, and I was like, Who's
1: this guy? He wasn't the guy I saw the last time. It just it just again it does I, I mean having having your debut mash doesn't necessarily mean that oh no obviously it didn't mean that you've made it. I mean no but you have in a way that you've done it, but but you also keep develop you also keep your development when you're wrestling in front of people because as much as you can learn running drills and everything, you can't replicate what you get in front of a crowd in a training environment. Like if people that are with you, acting as a crowd in a training environment, but they know you, they don't have, you no, know, they have more of a relationship to you than a, than an like average punter will. So you can't you can't recreate that in a training environment. So you can have your first match and think you're ready, but working in front of a crowd becomes a skill that you need to develop on top of the physical. So what you've seen is, is you know, you've seen them debut and they're fundamentally fine. But on top of the fundamentals, you then need to learn, well, I need to remember there's people watching me. I need to let them come in and like be part of the story. And sometimes when it's your first match, you're just so nervous. that like, You just forget. It's like, oh, my God, I'm in front of a crowd. I just need to get through it. It's when you stop trying to get through it and you start owning it, is when you see the change of people. So physically, they're doing the exact same thing, but they've taken ownership of what they're doing. And now they're telling the crowd, no, I'm taking you here. No, you're going to come here, as opposed to the crowd intimidating them and them almost kind of closing in a shell. Is when mm-hmm. people start, you know, wetting their the head down, being in a corner versus head up, chest puffed out. And you know, oh, they've just taken that extra step there because they're now embracing the fact that you know, especially if you're like a heel, like people can't see me. Or with a baby it's like, yeah, we're in this together or whatever cheesy cornball. And I'm guilty of being cheesy and cornball, but hey, it's work. But um, yeah, no, you're right. It's like that, that, uh, that change is coming from them being in front of the crowd again and again and again. And then it becomes normal as opposed to, oh, my God, they're looking at me. Because that's quite intimidating the first time. Oh, my God, they're all looking at me. What do I do? You know, it's scary.
0: That's exactly, I was about to bring up the point you just did. It was, uh, it's, it's. You can see it from a wrestler who's who's nervous about. It. They've got their head down. They're concentrating on the match, um, but then as soon as you see them the next time, and they've got their 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 shoulders up and their heads up, you go, all oh, right, this guy wants us to be yeah. involved now.
1: And you can tell the difference. You can totally tell the difference. Just taking that second to just. Just let things breathe breathe, breathe a little bit. In. Because it's difficult for a crowd to react to what you're doing if you don't get the chance to react to it. If you're quickly moving on to the next thing, then that moment in time, that one second is gone forever and you're never going to get it back. If you can just, and it's hard, and we're all guilty of still doing it. I mean, you get amped up or you have an off night and you go, why did I do that? Why didn't I just wait here? Why am I over here doing this when that should be more important? You know, Even now, I mean, you're never going to stop learning. And the moment you stop learning stuff or start, you know, it's they just go, well, that's me, I'm done, see you. Because you never will stop, ever. Never, ever.
0: Um, so speaking of your, we'll, we'll, we'll try and swing back to your career then. Um, Tangent. <laughs> yes. We're, we're, I'm, I'm very aware that, that Nova's needed and walked. So I'm just, just I'm oh, trying to okay. take off some I'm, bits off here. I
1: don't know if I can maybe coax someone else to take her out tonight. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll keep we'll going we
0: have got. I think I've ticked off quite quite a number of things here, but we'll go back to your wrestling career. Um, So your first major title after the Beach Ballroom era began, Um, I think that's that's, when I started watching. The Beach Ballroom
1: era, I like that.
0: Yeah, Um, we had, you won the Tag Team Championships with uh, Ring of Honour star, I think he was TNA star at the time, Jay Lethal. Um, Was he still on
1: team?
0: Possibly. Might have just been, Um, might have just left. He was a black cheese
1: as I know the first time I saw Lethal was it was a TNA pay per view and it opened up with against Samoa Joe. Was that a was that about was that Glory?
0: I, I I remember TNA. It's not something I have.
1: Yeah, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Because like TNA in two thousand five was like brilliant. I loved I loved TNA in that era. I thought it was fantastic. And then it kind of fell off a cliff a little bit. But that but that period there was great. But um yeah um I was cool that was a good night <laughs> I enjoyed that
0: and, <laughs> yep. you, and you won the Tag Championships from it would have been from uh, teams, was it Team Smash at the I know Midas Smash well.
1: Superior Moves and Submission Holds a yes. shout out to James Midas who I still occasionally give I throw sticks at and stones at on Twitter but I love Midas I miss uh, Midas you know it's like no we had a wee little we had a a disagreement this is more a case I saw something one way he saw something another way and he admits himself his heart wasn't in it, and he just he said, like, you know, I think I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. It's fine, you know. No, still love him, you know. Um, but yeah,
0: tangent. And, and, and you played guitar using his title belt. I think that's. The... I
1: did, yeah. No, me and Jay got the belt. but I don't, I don't know, I don't know why I did that. I don't know. I don't know. I just I had a for some other Hogan's entrance. With the Hollywood Hogan, and he would use his weightlifting belt. I don't know why that popped put them head, but it just did. So, Jason well, I'll do it as well. Then, so there's a great picture of me and him playing air guitar with the belts. I don't know. I I don't know why I did that again. Music thing. It was like, you know, like I'm a wannabe rock star, and I, I never will be. Um, but yeah, no, that that was uh that was pretty wild. Again, it, it, I mean, at that point, we'd had we'd had I called Cabana in. We'd had Duggan and Billy Gunn at the first. Uh, the first Anarchy in the Ballroom but that was like, the first time I'd worked with someone that like, like I'd, I'd watch as a fan because like 2005 I wasn't in yet, like, it was a few years before I got in so I'm sitting watching that that and interview not knowing who Julie was and I think, God, he's, oh I like him because him and Joe had a cracking little match to open the show and then fast forward uh, eight years later we're winning the tag battles together and it's like, life's weird you know and I, and I think, as well, during the lockdown, it's like because I, because because wrestling just stopped is i like having a wee think back. And it's like, I'm about to try to do some pretty cool things. And stuff that, again, it goes back to what I said, like other people do wrestling. I don't do wrestling. That's for other people. And now, um, you know, and it wasn't, obviously, it was never going to go anywhere. But it was one of those things, you know what? Like people aren't going to expect this to happen. So let's just give him a moment. You know? I mean, and whether that's, and again, like people can pick out that logic completely and give me a reason why to not do it. And I totally agree with them, but it felt right. It just felt, you know what, people got a kick out of this, you know. So, and they did the, the no, the place blew, the, the, the place popped big. Uh, and I know, like, you don't do it for for pops during a match, in my opinion, but, but, you no, know, obviously, your finish should be, like, if it's done right, should be the biggest reaction in the match. And it was, because people are like, oh my God, it's actually happened. And we couldn't do anything with it because, no, he was, was he Ring of Honor champion? No, he wasn't.
0: Um, I, he was I, my, mega... my Ring of Honor no, history is no, not that great. He was, uh,
1: no, he was a champion in New Japan. That's what oh, it was. Right. He was a champion in New Japan and he was mega busy with other stuff and it was a case of he just couldn't commit to it. And we knew that. It was just, wouldn't it be, no, no, what if we give people a great moment? Because sometimes just, it's not wrong just giving people a great moment. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think at the time uh, I was I was getting messages because I had just started all this this OSW TV stuff, and I was getting messages from folk going, "Oh, what do you think?" of this, this is this is short, t- short, short sighted, short term. I was like, "It's wrestling. I'm not. I'm I'm still paying to go, so I don't." don't
1: and it's also as well it's not like it's not like we have TV the next night. Like like the pay view, then it's raw. We don't have that. It's like, I mean we're in a position to create moments like that because it, it isn't as important for everything to make sense and we do stuff that makes sense all the time why can't we just have you know wouldn't this be a cool moment you know and people were were jumping you know and uh i don't I don't regret it at all it's always gonna be a thing that i'm gonna look back at um a, a thing that sticks out was two things with with lethal that stick out one, he was more excited than, than we were. He was just giddy, cause he just he he just wants to wrestle. And before we went out, he was just I just say, are you okay? Like, I'm ready to go, brother. It's like, and he was he was hyper, and it's like okay, okay. Uh, he's had, he's he's all these ideas and stuff, and I'm like, I don't think I can do all this. <laughs> <laughs> Talk him off a cliff a little bit, because because he was in go mode, you know. Like, I mean, this is what he does for a living, you know. He's been working in Japan. it's like at the time matches he had with like with Saban and Shelly and all this stuff, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I was like, that's not who I am. Is like, I mean, there's things I do well, but I've got a lot of limitations, and you know, that's just the way it is. I know what I can do. I know what I'm not good at. But we got through it. There's a couple of moments where I was like, I could have done that better, but that's just the way I am. But he was excited and um, afterwards, obviously, people want to get a picture with Lethal. So standard, you know, after, you know, so and people are paying to get a picture with Lethal. He's a star and it's cool. But um, so I said to him, look, you know, people are here to see you. So off he goes, no, no, we're the champions. So they get pictures with us both. And it's like, OK, cool. So yeah, pictures, everything, blah, blah, blah. And then he's made some money off it. And then he gave me half the money. And it's like you don't right. need to do that because because this is what you do, this is what you do to you know to pay your bills. It's like no, they could pay pictures to see the champs. You're a champ. You get half. And it's like man, you know. I mean, how can you? Yeah,
0: you can't. can't. Yeah, I mean, you I, know, I've heard he's you know, one of the nicest guys ever. I, mean, I, I met him very man. briefly at the Inverness Show. Um, unfortunately, I I was I was working. I was I was transporting Rob Terry and a tiny Cleo. And,
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I which, forgot that you were the driver for a wee bit, weren't you? Yeah, I was, nice. yes. Yeah. I, I transported
0: okay. Rob Terry and uh, I think we had to replace the car shortly afterwards and my wife has blamed Rob Terry ever since. He's uh, for, for
1: a big lad though, isn't he? He's humongous. Yeah, he's um, a big guy.
0: Yeah, I had to pick up from Inverness Airport. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I got there, but I... I I thought I wasn't in the line because I was I was working. I should get a pic. I, no, I should, but I was hoping yeah. just to get a picture with him because I didn't take any money with me. I was just a driver, and he yeah, was like, yeah. um, "Oh, sorry, it's five pound. Like, ah, oh. all right, really? cool. And that was it. But I think it's just because I I was near the queue. Um, I didn't bring it up again, uh, but but I, I'm not I'm not saying that to slight him. He was very nice. He was very polite okay. about it. Uh, but he was just like, it comes with a picture. It's five pounds, like that. Okay, cool, I'll just leave it then. And then it's walked off. Um, okay. But yeah, so again, not a slight on Jay Lethal. He was very nice. He was very polite about it. Uh, same with David Richards. He wouldn't get a picture with me because I didn't buy anything. Uh, but again, he was very nice about it. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't I wasn't offended at all. Um, okay. So, well, so in the beautiful storytelling that I've made up in my head, from that point, <laughs> the tag titles were vacated. Which meant that management set up a tournament, Mm -hmm. and which led to a makeshift tag team that became known as Thunder Buddies. Yeah. So, in a roundabout way, it's your fault that Thunder Buddies were created, that they came Mm -hmm. back, and then Mm -hmm. they took titles off you. So, how that? How a big circle, circle go round. But when other tag, your other tag team title reign was the the beautiful of yourself and Johnny Lyons um,
1: that's one, that that's one of my that's one of my favourite things I've done
0: the, the um, team that wasn't a team Johnny, according to yourself But I love.
1: I, I really got a, again it's it's like serious wrestling has got its place but I also think there's a place for Gaga you say about sports entertainment I don't think we should forget the part that says entertainment um, and I knew it would be a riot And I I had so much stuff I wanted to do, but just with Johnny not being local, it was hard. It was hard to line up. And that's a big regret. Uh, I'm not going to say what they are, because one day I may get to actually use them in another capacity. But, but, um, yeah, I was a lot also because, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this without him giving me a kick up the arse and go on. You can you can do it. Give it a go. So there's a lot of truth to what was going on there. I mean, like me and him were really close, still are. I know that they don't see him too much. I mean, that's wrestling. I mean, I won't see him for a year, then I'll see him again. It'll be like, you know, it'll be, oh, yeah. Um, So there's a lot, a lot of that was genuine. And the way he is, like something, he'll say something that's really embarrassing and cringy. It's like, it's like your uncle at a wedding. It's like, oh, Johnny. You know, is it the way I'm reacting to him is actually the way it's like there wasn't a lot put on there. Is that that is genuinely the way we have been together in the past, just like sitting talking and he'll come up with something. Is like, I can't believe you just said that. What are you doing? So oh shut up. You know, like and no, like it's not out of hate. It's out of love. Cause it's totally out of love. So I I think that's why it worked because there's there was like a genuine thread of something real. And that's the best stuff because if you can inject something that's real into it, people are going to know you're not putting it on. People aren't going to see through it; they're going to know that you're being genuine with it. Whether it's armed up to eleven, there's going to be this thread of something that's real, and that's what wrestling. That's when wrestling's best. So it's feel about having a good match. Is it like, what's a good match? You know, I want people to be invested in what's happening. I want them to care about the people involved. Because when they care about the people involved, that's when wins and losses become important. You know what I mean? It's, it has to be that investment. And also because me and Johnny been around since since the start helped because they, the, they had this built-in loyalty. But right? even when Johnny wasn't a particularly nice guy to people, it's like they still respected him. Um, so, I mean, you can tell those stories with people that have been around for a long time. You have to have that built-in kind of, the built-in trust. And then you can start doing stuff like that. You can't do that with like a bunch of new people. You need to do the people that be around a little bit, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it has to be that kind of that, that kind of built in. Built, I hate to say legacy because it's such a it's such a pretentious thing to say, but you know what I mean? It's like there's there, there's something there's years before it, you know,
0: absolutely. And uh, that led to of course his final match being in uh Wrestle Zone in the in the match that that led to Thunder Buddies. Uh, regaining the titles, um, so it was it was it, and he got a stand, stand ovation, and it, and it must have been very bittersweet because you were in the ring with with Johnny. Of course, he he got you got you started, and then uh, William Sterling as well would have been round about the same time as yourself. I'm assuming he's one in the car, and Police Thunder must have been round about then as well. Yeah. so yeah, it was, it was a, like, like
1: a little bit and, and a little bit later, but um yeah, him him and Tucker and. Uh, Sean were a little bit later, but, but but generally that time period, yeah, generally, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 again, I said in this podcast in previous ones because I've had a lot of FPWA guys on. That uh, Johnny Lyons is just he's he's I think he's one of a kind because it doesn't matter when we do the Union Square shows. Um, When that was a thing, Uh, I would would end up coming up to them um, just on the train or or that. And as soon as I saw it was a giant line match, he would jump out of the ring and just go, Billy, Strachan. Hiya. Hey, uh, hey Johnny. (laughs) 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 Just in front front of everyone, all all these strangers and just shouting my name at me and going, Yeah,
1: he's like, No, that's just just the way he is. And it's like a cliche. It doesn't matter whether there's ten people or a thousand people, he gets the same match. But he, he did though, even to the point where I'm saying to him, maybe not, maybe not do the leg drop off the top tonight because you're a bit sore, or oh, it'll, it'll be fine. It's like, but you just told me that you, that that you're sore from a previous match, so maybe not do the top rope well, leg drop, or oh, it'll be fine. He just told me that, fine. I mean, it's not, I mean, there's no point. It's like, okay, whatever. And then I'd be there, drops a leg, comes back through. It's like, I'll really hurt myself there. Is like, I told you not to drop the leg off his up. <laughs> oh,
0: well, yeah, you can't have a Johnny yeah. match without having the best leg drop ever. Amazing. Uh, but...
1: It's just, he, like, he had to. I think he felt he was cheating people if he didn't do it. It's like, some people don't know it's a thing you do. Don't worry about it. But he would go and do it, and then he, he'd pay for it. But... He just loved it, man. I mean, I mean, when he said he was retiring, because he said it before, he said it more than once. So I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then he's like, no, I actually mean it this time. And I was like, oh, God, you're serious. But I was still waiting for that That got you. That mm. so maybe a little bit, is he being serious? But, uh, yeah, he's, he's been on about that for quite a while. But it seems to, oh, and obviously right now there's no wrestling shows anyway, but, I mean... I I think you'll get. I can't see him not doing another one. He'll hmm. just, I just, Johnny. He'll put the leg I, one more time.
0: I would not be shocked if if uh, Andy tempts him out for for something with with five pro wrestling Asylum. Cause... I don't
1: know. I I don't think it, I don't think Andy would put him in that position. I think it'd be Johnny would. oh Johnny would be pestering Andy,
0: hmm. and Andy okay. be like, yeah. "Are
1: you sure? Are you sure?" I don't think Andy would do that to him. I think it'd be the other way around and John A would be like, how about this? He's like, well, I thought you retired. And, yeah, but how about this? And I don't I, know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I am surprised that he's stuck to his word so far. But and obviously he's helping out with the youth group, with their academy. So he's still getting to, to be a part of it because him, because him not being a part of it because he's put too much time in, he's got too much knowledge and he's liked and respected by... Almost everyone. So it it it'd be it'd be stupid for him to not still be involved in some capacity because it it would be a waste. You no, know, especially now in light of you know so much people being outed and again not getting into that again. But you know we kind of need people like him. You know what I mean? No, no, we need people like him still around because I know a lot of people are just 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 aren't good for it or can't be trusted. So.
0: Um, yeah. So on a bit more happier note, um, we're speaking oh, about the okay. special guests. Sorry, I took it right oh, down. No, no, just, no, no, I, no, push I, push I push was, I was just thinking, um, oh. we're speaking about uh, the, special, the, the guests and Jay Lethal and what have you. Um, the the year, was it 20, uh, wasn't, was it 2015 or mm-hmm. was it 2014? Anyway, you teamed up with X-Pac. Uh,
1: 2014 uh, at the bottom.
0: 2014, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That was with you, Mr. P, and uh, and it was against... It was, was it was the revolution. It was Coldplay's sure revolution. It was
1: revolution. Archer, Damien and Johnny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I think I've I've heard Johnny speak about the match a little bit on uh Stephen Lauch's podcast, Tuck of the Draw. Um, yeah,
1: I listened to that one. Yeah.
0: What was what was your thoughts going in teaming with X Pac? Who's of course, uh, he would he would have been. what well, we we were one two three kid when you when you were kind of getting. Yeah, into it. so um, you've seen his evolution to X Pac. Yeah,
1: when he had when he had the match with Razor and he beat him on Raw, so from that point, to I've 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 watched everything he did that was televised on TV or TV whatever. Uh, I had a, when I was twelve years old, I had a big X Pack poster on my wall. I can remember which wall it was. I can see it in see it in my head, and. Um, I remember like told my mom about it and it's like you remember uh, no remember one two three kid and it's like oh yeah b- because like, she always said that he looked like my cousin Gary and he did which was funny um, so it's like yeah um, oh no we've got a show on Saturday and it's like, oh yeah yeah I'm teaming with X-Pac the, the one two three kid and it's like no you're not <laughs> it's like I am and it's no you had him on your wall and it's like I knew I did and it's like that's ridiculous that. <laughs> but I think I think she was proud, but she was like, "No, you're not." I was like, "Well, I am." Um, so yeah, I was pretty wild. He, um, he's he's also a, he's also a character. It's like he's had a paper round, he's had a hard paper round, but he's still here. Um, he's one of the now you, know, you used to hear the stories about Eddie Guerrero where like beforehand he'd be a bit you know, you know, you know like getting about was a bit difficult and he was feeling it, but then when the light came on, it would just be he was fine. So. That was um, th- yeah, that was X Pack. At the moment he came through the curtain, he was like on, because before that, um, was it was it the day he made it to Aberdeen, and I was with him at one point when he came in, and he just mentioned offhand about oh, um, you guys got got any you know, like you no know, like energy drink. And I was like, yeah, just feel any like need to pick up, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we'll pick you something up, and then we'll meet you later on. So find him, whatever it was, Lucasian or whatever energy drink. But um, I get it to him, and then he looks at me like I've got two heads, and he's almost offended, as if me giving him that is me trying to tell him that like that like, you need to switch on a bit. So he'd obviously totally forgotten that he just asked me to get this. He'd obviously went for a wee sleep and then woke him again, completely forgotten our conversation. And now he's and now, and now I've got heat wags back because he thinks I'm disrespecting him. He's like, "No, you asked me to do it." It's like he doesn't remember. It doesn't matter, Scott. Just leave it. It doesn't matter. Don't pick your hill to die on. It's just you know, he was a little bit. But then when but then when it came time, I mean, I say this but like he's a, a lovely guy. He was a really really good guy. He just he just needed to just keep an eye on him. Yeah. You know? And um but when it was time for the match, he was fine. he, you know, he drove it the ring onto Johnny and did a spin kick, he did he did the Bronco, he did the X Factor, he 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 did all the stuff that people he did he did the greatest hits, people came to see the greatest hits. You know, and you know, as long as he does that that one, that one, that one, that one, people are gonna leave happy. Um the match went a touch too long and that was my fault. And I could hear X back on the apron get annoyed about it. It's
0: like, oh
1: my god. Was not strike two. <laughs> I like strike two. But then again, he immediately forgot about it, so it was fine. Um yeah, could have I could have shaved a minute off that and that's my fault. The reason for that was he was having such a good time. I mean, the one thing I can do is is there's there's not a lot of things in it that wrestling that I'm great at. I think I'm competent at some things. I think, think the one thing I am great at is taking a hiding, and I was and I was taking a hiding from the three of them, and I was having too much fun, and it was time to get out, and I knew it because I could hear, Park shouting, So "Get out of there!" It was like, "Oh God, oh no," but yeah, no, I loved that match. I, that's a match I could go back and still be happy with. And yeah, so, so fun stuff to pick at. I know. Um, I know X had X had a good time. Everyone took care of him. Um, he obviously was up for it because he was. He, you know, he did some stuff that he, that he didn't need to do, but he did. Um, yeah, I was really good I, I did enjoy that. And everything, everything Johnny said with uh, Stephen is pretty much spot on. Yeah, I was. I listened to the podcast going, "Yep, yep, that's right, that's right, that's right." And he kicked him between the legs by accident. Yep, that happened too. Right at the start the legs like, oh my god he's just not shot at them that's good <laughs> <laughs> the matches have started he, and he's kicked them and they, oh god but yeah no it was good i really enjoyed it and um everyone was happy with it and if in the place the, the, the place was the place was pretty damn loud, and that's good i know and that's a good feeling when when people are 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 reacting to it because if people are sitting on their hands then like. Oh, and again, it's easy to get annoyed that a crowd for a sitting on their hands, but it's not their fault, it's your fault. Mm. You know? Because they don't like what you're giving them, so give them something that they want. So but anyway, yeah, that was a good night.
0: Um, so again, I don't, I don't want to, to, to inflate your ego too much for WrestleZone's uh, general ego, but what I love about uh, the abri ones especially is you always get the guest in at least a day or two beforehand and they do all the radio interviews and local radio, do your signing, in meet and greets and other places. Um, when when uh, the committee or yourself and, and everyone are putting together um, the Average shows, is that something very conscious? Is it just last last minute promotion? Are you very conscious of, of like, let's get a guy in the day before and we can get a sound? Or... I like,
1: I make no bones about it. Um, we are very influenced by WWE. Because um, the way they do things make things, you know, they're making things feel special. Uh, taking an event, obviously WrestleMania is a big one now, and they do like a whole week of stuff sometimes. But taking a taking an event and putting stuff around it makes it feel more important. It's a perception thing as well because you're telling people, oh, maybe you haven't been to the other shows, but you should probably come to this one. And if you're still on the fence, maybe you want to come to this beforehand. Yeah, you know, maybe that'll get you interested. It's um, it's very is because it, I mean, basically anarchy is our WrestleMania, and for me now, you no, know, the WrestleMania is more than just the actual show. There's there's everything that goes to it, and obviously we're a smart far smaller operation, and we can't emulate what they do, but we can take from it and try to implement it on our own scale and make it work. Um, so it's just it also builds a bit of anticipation, you know, the the show's coming, the show's tomorrow, the show's tomorrow, yeah. You know? So again, the amount that we do can often depend on, well, is how how willing is the person to actually do more than just the show? Because some guys just want to do the show and go away again, which is fine, you know. But but that was a period where Again, and again, people speak about wrestling being up and down, or whatever, but that was a period where things were things were going pretty strong for us and we were in a position to, to do it. Now, I don't know if we're going to see those days again, you know, which is disappointing. So it's it's nice to talk to you and actually in, in, in reminisce because I don't know if we'll get back to that. But I'm glad that we had it, yeah?
0: Yeah, uh, I'll happily reminisce about WrestleZone. Uh, like I said, uh, last seven years have uh, really um, been, been the anchor of my, my Scottish wrestling uh, passion, mainly because, uh, well, not mainly, but what, it's the closest promotion that regularly runs near me. But also yeah, because well, the shows, yeah, it always <laughs> helps. But the shows <laughs> itself, uh, I never leave disappointed, even if there is a match or two that I'm thinking, I could have been something different. It could be, could have been. Yeah, another thing. thing. But um, as long so as I, I mean, leave, that
1: always it'll Run, you know. I mean, yeah. and 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 I think again, it's another. I mean, there's so much in my brain now that because I haven't really. This is the most I've sat and spoke about wrestling since since for a lockdown. So now my brain's going. So it's your fault for all <laughs> these tangents, but um, you know, I I don't think every match should try and hit it out of the park. Because then the matches that hit at the park become normal, and it shouldn't be normal. And other people think that everyone should go out and try and steal the show. I don't agree with that, because I think it's disrespectful to, to to the guys that maybe need to steal the show. And it's guys guys who are far better than I ever will be, who have that opinion, and and they'll explain why. And I was like, you know, that's a really good a good explanation, but. But it's also okay for me to look at it from a different point of view, and someone will say, "Well, you're not wrong, and you're not wrong." But I think again, this is what happens when 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 everyone tries to steal the show. By the time you get to the main event, the main event is like, "Well, now what do we do?" Because you've seen everything, and I think your main event should be sacred. But that's a very again, it's, it's a very WWE thing. It's a very it's it's a very Memphis wrestling thing. I mean, I'm a bit older, so I'm 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 influenced by. Things that maybe seem old-fashioned and passé now, but that's just what I believe in. I, I, I think a show should, should, should organically build. I don't think it, it should constantly be trying to because once you get to here, there's nowhere else to go but down to come back up. With you. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So again, oh, yeah. sometimes when you see some matches, and again, I think there's a place for a match to just be a match as well. But then. Is with the whole variety show thing. You might like you might like that line tamer, but you might not like the four clowns coming out of the car. But then you might like something later on. So it's cool, you know. Sorry, tangent.
0: No, no, I'm absolutely in agreement with that. I, I not to build a perfect show, but in my mind, you have a really hot. say six matches, really hot starter one, maybe the second match dips a little bit just to kind of settle you in. And in the second, the main event first half is going to be good, but just to tease you into the second half, and then you can kind of build it up and go all out for the main event. And that's how I find that's how I enjoy shows. I like to have hot starter, yeah, okay little settle, we little bit going right. I've seen the first match. Let's just settle down a bit and watch the rest, and then and then you they go balls balls out for the second half and just yeah get people to come back um
1: but but again i mean that's another podcast the whole the whole principles and psychology behind different ways of of putting a of putting a show together and 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 every one of them could be right but but you can have one way of doing something but is it right for your audience and that's and that's another thing you have to take into account it's like doing something a certain way might be right for an audience over here, but you try and take the same thing and do it for the audience over here, and then they sit in their hands because they're not educated to it. Then you need to think, well, what does your crowd want? And you only get to their point by failing and failing and failing. And then, like you said, um, you know, we could do what we do and we could go somewhere else with it. And they're just like, well, they don't like it because it's not what they're educated to. So... It's so, it's so layered and it's so complicated. That's why we're quite lucky to have what we have, because we know what they want, you know, and we could go somewhere else and we could struggle. But but we know what they want and it's our job to give it to them. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, I mean, you've got you you've got your core fan base. The ones that will be, uh, more often than not, if I'm coming through to a North, uh, Northern Hotel show, I'll see them queuing up at, at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock to come in for, yeah, they're there, before they're kid. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean,
0: what I mean, you I can't believe it sometimes because we cause I we drive drive through uh, because the tradition is if I'm if I'm dragging Kelly to wrestling, which she loves anyway, but she'll just go uh, for a rumble. She loves a rumble. Um oh, yeah. but the 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 caveat is we've got to go to Pizza Hut. That's that's the rules. So we'd have to we we go to the beach, Pizza Hut, and then uh, go to the show and we'll come in at about one o'clock. Yeah, and there'll be people just sitting outside I'm going, you're going to be at the show tonight because I recognise all of you. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's dedication at its finest. I um, think,
1: I mean, it's wild because, I mean, like those guys are going to get a good seat regardless, you know. But so, hey, you know, I appreciate it, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I wouldn't go to a, a gig and queue up at one o'clock for a gig at seven, but again, you know, everyone's different
0: yeah absolutely and they want to get their, their their pictures and everything i'm sure they've got several pictures probably the same pose same same venue but you know that's, that's <laughs> what they do that's just what they do and I, I can't i mean i if if i could i probably would do it do it too but uh yeah i'm the same i don't want i, I don't want to but I like i'm like if there's a big show going up like i would once um I, i've kind of got a bit more grown up now i'm thinking right I've timed it a little bit better. The first year I went was uh, like the 2013 one. I came yeah. through on the train super early. And then... I think I because,
1: remember this, yeah.
0: And I didn't know Aberdeen well at all, uh, even though I've, I've lived like 50 miles away from it for years. So I didn't know, like, the beach was that close. I didn't know that if I walked 20 minutes, I'd be in, in town. Um, so I just went to the 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 gym next door to the beach ballroom and had lunch and read Hacksaw Jim Duggan's book. That was by my my whole time waiting between, before uh, Albert de Anarchy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, like I say, I, I've, I've grown I've learned a little bit what to do, and where to go, but yeah, mm. it's, it's, it's been an experience. But speaking of guests, uh, there's another guest that you've uh, interacted with in WrestleZone Own History, uh, of course, being Mick Foley, who we spoke about mm. a little bit earlier on. Uh, of course, you got to dish out uh, Christmas presents with Mick. Uh, which unfortunately means that was the last of the Scotty Swift shirts, so I, I, I'm unable to get a hold of one. <laughs> so I'm able
1: to get need to get some t-shirts done so you can get one, and then, and then I'll just stop producing.
0: <laughs> just one, just just
1: one. I'll just do the one. Oh, no, a no, very limited run of one of one for Billy. <laughs> oh,
0: no, so if you yeah, do one was, of one, uh... someone else will get it for you <laughs> oh. I'll do it. But, yeah. Um, that, that was an, a wild event. I still remember. I think, I honestly think, I've never asked him, but I think Adam got half of the table. It was raffled off. Okay. Um, All right.
1: Okay. Got cause, you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I saw the table getting raffled and I thought, i need, I'm need taking that home if I win. That, that's huge. I don't know where I'm going to put it. Yeah. And I saw the person who won it. I said, I'm sure it was Adam. And he was, I, I could just see his face going, looking at it going, oh no. I've got to take this home. Yeah, no, have I
1: have got to get
0: this home? <laughs> like the excitement's there It's, a, yes, really un-
1: it's no. a really unique <laughs> raffle a raffle prize, but you also need to think, should I be entering this raffle? Because yeah. I now have to log this thing home. Especially imagine taking that in the bus or something ridiculous. <laughs> um Yeah, that that was I've got i I've got I've got a handful of wrestling heroes. Uh one of them is Bret Hart, without a doubt. It's like probably in now with my taste changing. I, I actually think Bret Hart is my favorite of all time now. I just I've just got a bit. I've just got a bit of appreciation and just the world's changed and I look back at stuff now. You know when you look back at stuff and it's almost like like you no know, the you no know, the rose tinted glasses. but mm-hmm. uh, with Bret Hart, it's just like you know what he he was my favorite, but Mick Foley's in the conversation as well. So, and Mick and Mick Foley who. Mick Foley had a reputation hearing stories from other indie promoters that he was hard to deal with, and he was an absolute gentleman. So, and he actually, I'm I'm not going to get into the details of it, but actually shared a story. It was was actually a show that we were at as fans, and uh, all the stories of, oh, Mick Foley was rude to me, and Mick Foley was this. So it turns out that the guy he was working for stiffed him on a bunch of stuff. And um, just basically mistreated him and, and didn't give him stuff that was promised, which put him in a bad mood because it would, and that's why he was that way. And I think the moment he, he came in for us, he twigged, Now these guys are cool, and um, he was he was fine. And you see on his show, he did, he did the promo, which we thought well, great with we a promo. Mick Full is one of the greatest promo guys of all time, so you have to have him do something. Obviously, he's not he, he's not going to do a match, but but we know that, so that's fine. But then he wanted to, to, to hit this guy, he wanted to hit that guy, he wanted to put the soccer on someone and it was like, oh, oh, oh cool, yeah, okay. Because we thought, obviously, with his limited physical capabilities, you know, because he's got a lot of injuries from some of the wild things he's done, we figured that, you know, we'll get him talking, we'll get him at ringside for the match and it'll be great. And he wanted to do all this and all that. So I was like, wow. So obviously he was he he wanted to to do more which means he was obviously comfortable with what we were doing. And all the stories that that we heard about him being hard to deal with were simply because the promoters didn't do their job, which is, it starts with the promoter and then, you know. So he he came to me during the show. I think the show started maybe. And he said, oh, would you mind uh, doing a thing at the end of the match where you can bring out Saturn for me? So I've got my heroes asking me if I would be okay you know like setting this up for him, and in my head I'm going oh my god oh my god and I get this whole thing about oh you're not meant to market when you're involved nonsense right Mick Foley's in front of me I love him he's a hero of mine I, I had one wall in my one wall in my bedroom one wall was dedicated to McFoley. it was all his stuff I bought cheap socks and wrote stuff in it and I tacked them on the wall but I loved him like he was my hero so he's in front of me asking me of no so polite ask as if as if him asking me is somehow going to be an inconvenience to me so in my head I'm do I'm going I'm going mental but i need to be professional so I said, yeah no we can work something out I'll 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 definitely see you out there. That's cool. And then I walk away, I'm going, oh my God, you know, and and I know that's not cool. You know, I don't care. I'm not cool. Look at all the stuff behind me. I'm not cool. I don't want to be cool. I love it, right? You know, and that's another thing that has to stop as well, as if people making you feel like you're less than for being excited about something, screw that. I'm excited about a bunch of stuff. And and and, and I'm an adult, but I'm never going to grow up because growing up sucks, okay? No, if you love something, then love it, embrace it. So, I'm in the ring with Mick Foley and I get the microphone and blah, 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 and I'm thinking, this is great. So I'm in the ring with Mick Foley, what? How's this happening? So, bunch of pictures, make sure people take a bunch of pictures. So I've got a bunch of pictures with me and Foley in the ring. And again, like me as well, and Mr. P and Kenny Garrick in the ring with Mick Foley, great. You know, it's just, you know, we are professional. I think we're good at what we do. Allow me this opportunity to be excited. I mean, William Sterling got the soco and he's got a framed picture on his wall. Maybe I shouldn't have told you that, but he doesn't, he doesn't care. He's got a framed picture on his wall because Mick Foley was one of his heroes. Well, you know,
0: someone like, someone you know, said, I heard it on a podcast once, um, I can't remember who said it, but I don't like the word marks, but for the sake of this quote, it, it works. The biggest marks in wrestling are wrestlers because they loved it enough to become wrestlers.
1: Correct.
0: So, correct. I, I am not offended at all. I mean, as a fan, I'm not like going, oh, he, he took a picture with with uh, someone that was on the show. Oh, what a mark! It's like I would do the same. I tried to Jay Lethal tried to charge me five pound for it, but I was like, I, I, I was exactly the same. So, I, uh, when I was doing those runs, uh, I met Drew. Um, maybe that's why I followed me on Twitter. But I was, I was, I was security for Drew for a, a, a signing, um, which <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think he can handle himself, but anyway, I was I was security. And after everyone had left, I went, Do you mind if we got a picture with you? He went, Yeah. Like, Why wouldn't you ask McFoley for a picture? Why wouldn't you ask even Tyler Bate when he was up? And he was the first WWE UK champion. Of course you're gonna get a picture with him.
1: Yeah. Regardless yeah, if you're that, on I the mean, show. I mean for that show, we I we had Dodd in for photos there as well. And Mick was about to say saying, oh sitting there uh, no, no no I don't know what if you said to Don but basically doll had his camera and Mick is saying, Mick's saying if you if you want a picture with Mick just come through now. So we're all like, yeah. So there's a cracking picture of me and my sit, is sitting next to Mick sitting next to Mick Foley that I think is on I think is on my on on my fan page on Facebook. I'm sure it is. And it's just like you know, and he could you can just tell I'm delighted. You know, Mick Foley. You know and, and if that makes me a mark and a bad person, then I'm a mark and a bad person, because I don't care. Because never forget, never forget why you're doing this. Like, why am I doing it in the first place? It's, it's for people like him. Now, I don't emulate what he did because I would pass away immediately of the stuff he did. But he influences me in a way, doing the same way that Bret Hart did and Hulk Hogan did and Randy Savage did. You know, and it's like, oh, look at these guys. And make Foley play in a bigger way because he proved that it's like like no, you don't need to look like a Hogan or a Warrior to to do this. You just need to have something about you. Um so yeah, like yeah, the whole Mark thing is like you know it's like it's almost like being uh, being uh, no like being a wrestler and loving other wrestlers is somehow wrong, which is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous.
0: You wouldn't get it in football, would you? I mean, if you're a football oh, player and, and I, I you you played know. against, yeah, uh, I don't know, see I mean, Ronaldo,
1: I don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a a world famous. Fan. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a football guy, so my knowledge is is poor. Well, hang
0: on, I, I think yeah. I think you find on Twitter, I'm i being told that you're the biggest football fan ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is that is an elaborate tweet. If the gimmick is make if the gimmick is. The gimmick is Thunder asking me football questions. So what do you think of that? And me just bluffing an answer. It's like, I don't know what you said. So th- so the ongoing gimmick with him and Tucker and Martin Clunas is, is I like football and Dennis as well. It's like when I just, I don't know anything about it. I just I have zero interest. I don't care. I don't like it because it's competitive. Winning distresses me out. It's too much pressure trying to actually win something. That's yeah. weird. I'm, yeah. No, seriously, that—that that is, I, you know, it just stresses me out. It's like, oh no, even, even, even playing cards, it's like, oh no, I have to win. It's, it's, oh, that's too much pressure. Oh no, I, 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 to,
0: I used to watch football, but then eventually I just preferred watching grown men fighting their pants for a belt. It's way more fun. That,
1: that's normal to me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's way more fun. Um, right, so we am going to try, try and start wrapping up. I, we've, I've got, like half of this, I still haven't discussed. But we'll probably have part two. We'll, we'll some do point part future. two. We'll definitely um, do part two. So I'll go for um, just quickly. How was how was uh, the Lita Q and A? You were kind of thrust yeah. in the last second oh.
1: for that. See, it was oh, it's bad that I can't is can't remember the name of the promotion.
0: Uh, I didn't actually do it. If, if ADM. Is it <laughs> I ADM triple, or M? Triple, I think it was triple M, was it? And then
1: was it? Was it uh, that? Like okay. I think it was. Be- because they were mainly doing uh, events like uh, darts, and, mm. and then they started branching out into doing, um, you know, the Q and As with like celebrities and stuff. Like, okay, and um, the the guy who was running, it, I didn't speak to the guy directly. Someone else did, so I I don't know. All the, but the initial contact, but they were basically look, look you know, we're doing this thing. Well, uh, we know you guys are the, are the wrestling guys in Aberdeen. I think, I think the guy is from Aberdeen, he might not live in Aberdeen, but he's from Aberdeen, I think. And that's what he knew. So he said, Look, basically, no, like, no, you guys are the wrestling guys. Um, would you mind hosting it? It's basically like everything's good to go. He said, It'd be a lot easier if we do it because I think you had to hike, you had someone else to do whatever. So yeah, okay. So I'm thinking, cool. Well, no, she shows up. The venue's booked, but you no, know, that venue with all the glass is booked, which is their booking. Whatever, everything's in place. People have got their tickets. Uh, we know when it's happening. Cool. So I'm thinking, oh, I'll, I'll finish work. I'll head down. Um, obviously, my um, plan was to, because a lot of regulars are going to be there. I was just going to just hang about, hang about in a corner, try and be invisible. Because it's not like she's here, like no like go out and look at the proper star the no the mega star, just look at her because it doesn't matter that I'm here you know I' just I'm gonna sit in a corner, I was gonna just sit by the march table and just and just just watch and just stay out the way, fine, sorted, so I get there, I'm there for about half an hour, speaking away to some of the guys already there, and then um I get told oh, yeah, if the guy who's hosting the night isn't here, so I assumed that it was a package deal. They would come here. She, she came with a handler and we would have the guy do the night. Well, he didn't show. Now, I don't know whether he didn't show because he could be bothered. I don't know whether it was never planned in the first place. I don't know. All I know is I'm being told and it's like it's like half, I don't know, half six maybe, whatever time it is, scheduled to go out after seven, I guess. It's like, no, we need you to do it because there's no one else here really. Because one, I'm a geek for stuff. And I don't remember recent stuff, but old stuff. Because I remember everything she's done just through osmosis. I just know. I don't know how. I know about Mexico. Or that she went to East W. Or that she came in with S e. Rios, And blah 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 blah. Um, I just do. So yeah. I'm being top boy, well, well, you need to do it. So it's funny because because uh, my girlfriend Charmaine was at the night and she was freaking out, nervous because she's awaiting me later. So she's nervous because she's meeting later. So she's waiting in the queue, and it's like, yeah, well, I said, I know how you're nervous meeting later. Yeah, well, I'm doing a night now. It's like, what? She's like, what? What? Why? Why? Why well, the guys are showing up? The guys in here. So what are you gonna do? I'm gonna make some quick notes, and I'm gonna completely wing it. And off I went. So I had a brief chat with Lita for a minute. Came through, introduced myself. Hi, I'm doing. I'm Scott. I'll be doing the Q&A with you. Is there anything that you don't want to talk about? Then no, not really a okay, cool wall. I've got some bullet points, blah blah blah. Uh, we'll fill in the blanks. Yeah, I'll see you out there. Off I went. That was it. Did it? Um one person asked a question that I was led to believe, led to believe that she wouldn't ask, but she did anyway. So I was raging, but I didn't try and sell it. But I was raging. I think. one of the guys that knows me well knew I was raging because my face dropped, but I don't think anyone saw it. It was just, she wanted to ask a question and I said, well, that's not an appropriate question. Well, I'll ask this one instead. Then she asked that question and then when she had the microphone, she then asked that question that I told her not to ask because she had the opportunity to. So I don't think Lita was happy, but she didn't sell it and either I. We both kind of agree to just, just not sell it and then move on. So that so no that was the only low point of that was the person kind of uh, went into business for herself and I didn't appreciate that at all so I, that that annoyed
0: me. Apart uh, from that, uh, fine. I, no, I, I really, really enjoyed that. I, well, I Hardy Boys and Lita, they were my my guys growing up. Uh, so meeting Lita was just amazing. I was super nervous and I had a Hardy Boys T-shirt on. And, uh, yes, you she, did. Yeah, and she asked me. She went, "Oh, it's a cool T-shirt." And I don't know why. I said, "I just went." Yeah, I couldn't find any ears. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. And, and th- I said that to her, and then there was all a bit of You
1: off- know, just say thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: And there was an awkward pause as she went and what she to sign on, sign the, the the the. I chose the tasteful eight by ten, um, the one that's not in a bikini. And uh, I went, "It's Billy," and she started writing it. And the guy of my brain went, "Oh, sorry, you can put my name on it. I'm not going to sell it." I just went, well, I can see in, why she looks... She,
1: uh, now she thinks you're going to sell
0: it. And she looks mortified. She looks really... I don't know if it's just, her, just how her face is, but she looks really annoyed in the picture with me. And when I, read, when I go back to the conversation I had with her, I go, I'd be annoyed with me as well. Because I just went to the, my favourite ever women's wrestler that, A, I can't be our buying your t-shirt. And two that there's probably a good chance I'm going to sell your autograph on eBay. And three, I got her book signed as well with my name in it. So there was a good chance I'd probably sell that as well. And I'm just like, (laughs) no, my brain just went, (laughs) and I just spoke. That's why I I very rarely meet wrestlers after shows because I just speak utter rubbish. (laughs) Because I just go, oh God, I must say something. Uh, Yeah,
1: I mean, it's difficult when you, know, you meet someone who's, like, an absolute favourite of favorite. yours. Like, no, for me, it's, it's about trying to be, you know, OK, trying to be professional without a fanboying. <clears throat> um, I mean, I was kind of like that when I met Hogan. And he's like, well, yeah, you're Hulk Hogan. So, you know, it's like, oh, OK, so, so we're doing this. Uh, I think it'd be the same way with, like, a Steve Austin or Rocky No mm-hmm. guys who are, like, legitimate megastars. But the Hogan was like, "Oh, it's Hulk Hogan. That's just 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 a normal day where you meet arguably the biggest star of all time, or at least one of." So, yeah, we just try and be cool, but it's difficult in those situations because you end up, you know, making a fool of yourself. Yeah. As 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 you as you but, did
0: there. Uh, that's that's, <laughs> my, that's my worst that I've done. I mean, I've met some wrestlers before that were just just didn't want to bother with me, which uh, really upset I upset me, but I was just like. I mean, I, I've paid to to not I've paid your wages, but like I've paid for an autograph yeah. to meet you. At least pretend to like me for that moment. You don't have to like me afterwards. Just that <clears> moment, <throat> just pretend but to like me. Again, you
1: know, again in in life, life. You know, you're going to encounter good people, and but I no, I'm not saying they're bad people, but you're going to encounter people that you know are are going to be like that. And wrestlers or not. It's just the same thing, you know. Unfortunately, and mm. I, I know it's a bad. It always suffers you yeah, a little bit. I haven't had too many of them, I don't think. Maybe you know someone that, d- that just didn't care. Um, I'm sure there was. Uh, I don't know. Tangent. Sorry.
0: Sorry. Right. So <laughs> I, I think I think I heard Nova in the background getting you tell that it's almost walk time. So I uh, I would I would get Sandy through, but but Kelly just arrived home like 10 minutes ago, so that's where she is now. Um, She's at so the, the
1: door right now. I banging.
0: Yeah, I've got one more question that I was told to ask you and then we'll, we'll leave the rest for a, a second part and then we'll okay. do the social sure. media stuff. Uh, so the last well one back. is- <laughs> So last question from an anonymous source I was told to make it. Why do you love The Exorcist 2?
1: <laughs> hold on, hold there one second. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to get something. <laughs> Sorry, okay. So, The Exorcist 2, here's my Exorcist 2 t-shirt. Oh, yes, beautiful. The Exorcist 2 is the worst movie I've ever seen. And you say, well, Scott, if it's the worst movie you've ever seen, why would you drop money on getting a t-shirt from Portugal? Because that's the only place that did it for, for this movie. It's because it's so bad, it's fascinating to me. It's, it's not so bad it's good. It's not so bad it's bad. It's so bad it's fascinatingly bad. Like, the, all the decisions that they made in making the film are baffling. Everything about it is wrong. The structure is wrong. The dialogue is horrendous. You watch the film asking yourself over and over again, I don't know what's happening. Why is that happening? Is this a dream sequence? Are we in real time? It's awful! It's awful. I had to have the t-shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, it's right? Awful. So, so like I said, I hear Nova. She's she's one walked. So, before we wrap up for this part, uh, where can people find you on social media?
1: Oh, that's terrible. I should. Why, I don't know my handles. I, I, I think it's just at at Scotty Swift on Twitter. I'm not really on Facebook just now. It's terrible. It's like I don't know. I've became a Twitter guy. I never thought I'd be a Twitter guy, but yeah. I mean, Scotty Swift on Twitter at at Scotty will your me on Twitter. I'm I'm quite active in that just now. I don't know. Guess is where. All, guess Twitter's where all the cool kids are.
0: That's where the drama uh, happens. So. Well, oh oh God! Are not joking
1: about that? The, the drama. There's always something happening, or someone said something stupid someone said something inappropriate and it's like oh there's a lot you know the thing that there's lots of things about this year that's annoying me and we're we'll waiting to wrap up and we'll get part two and maybe talk more about it there are a lot of white nights just now there's a lot of people in glass houses don't throw stones when, when you live in a glass house because you'll end up looking like an idiot
0: mm yeah um yeah uh, so we'll, we'll leave that for part I'm two because i've got the other things on my list here which we'll get to in, in a second part uh you go into wrestlemania lex luger uh <laughs> i've got the simpsons uh, monorail five-star wrestling uh, <laughs> your potential of being the first grand slam champion in WrestleZone. i've got loads of stuff This like i said this is all stuff i just got up top of my head because i've watched rest for so long but yeah, yeah well that's that's the tease that's the tease for a second part so we'll figure no. out uh, time and date for uh, uh another episode but yeah this has been a, a f- fascinating episode and yeah i think i've enjoyed
1: another. this it's been fun no, like i said i mean we had uh, a, a brief sit down in keith 2016 remember what was it 15 we were backstage and we had a wee sit down for about 20 minutes
0: uh, yes, yes, uh, yeah. I've got that somewhere. Uh, it's on, it's on the YouTube channel somewhere.
1: Yeah, and that was the longest we know apart from like, like, you know, during like intervals or meet and greets. It shows that was the longest we have ever spoken until now. So I've really enjoyed having a chance to sit down and, and, like I said, the lockdown. I haven't really thought too much. about it. Mean, I am thinking about wrestling now. Now that we're training and it is non-contact, that's another thing that we can speak about. The whole, the whole, the whole, the the whole issues. And trying to work around the non-contact thing is difficult, but we're making it work. Um, this is this is the first time I've really, in a long time, that I've just sat and spoke about wrestling, and you've got me kind of excited again. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the Keith shows we're, we are wrapping up for go into the ones, but the Keith shows um, that that's got a really close place to my heart because the year after that was uh, the, that week my dog passed away. So oh. it was you guys were put, you guys. Somehow got lumped with the task of cheering me up, and uh, even though the pictures don't look like I was cheered up, I got I had a face like smack dars, but I actually was, thanks to you guys. So, yeah, that was um, forever and uh, I think that's possible. Why I'm again, um, so uh, passionate about WrestleZone and 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 that as well. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll leave that for a second part, we'll talk yeah. about more training, and and yeah, I want to find out more about Firestar Star Wrestling, so I'm excited about that. But, uh, <laughs> For
1: I so. I do I I have a great five star, um story that I haven't really shared apart from, you know the guys that I'm close to. So, stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. That's gonna be amazing. But yeah, thank you very much. Though look forward to part two. You're
1: welcome. Thank you, man.